Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant School. School. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 31 of Plant School. Today we'll be talking about vining plants yes sir vining Mm -hmm. plants. not to be confused with the social media app that died back in what was that like 2012 yeah so we were like in high school yeah we're not talking about vine yeah we're talking about plants here okay what is a vine let me it's a what was it? Seven second video? How long? Were <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> so a vine is any plant that has a growth habit or trailing or scandent stems, meaning that the stems will climb. That's what scandent stems mean. So oh. a trailing stem just means that they kind of hang down. And that's basically what a vine is. Oh. And, you know, in some parts of the world, in the world. Um, Vine exclusively applies to just grapes, and that's also not what we'll be referring to today. So not the seven-second videos and not just grapevines. But grapevines are vines. (laughs) They are. Okay. But we're not exclusively speaking of them today. Okay. What are some examples of indoor plants that are vines? Yeah, I... I'm hoping that a lot of you know some and are familiar, but I wanted to give some examples just in case, I don't know, you didn't know of any. So I'll just jog your memory. There are ivies. Um, A really common one is English ivy. There are others like the tree ivy, cape ivy, German ivy, etc. Those are all houseplants that are ivies that are vines that can be in your home. And then Poison ivy? Oh, please don't put that in your home. Okay. I you could if you really wanted. <laughs> um, and then there's the whole branch of the Ariaceae family, and that includes your monsteras. So like your Swiss cheese plant. Uh what? or you ever heard of that? No. <laughs> That's a vine, a Swiss cheese plant. Yes. You can grow Swiss cheese off a of vine. No, 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 no. 
they call it that because they have these huge leaves and they have what they're called fenestrations. And it's basically like holes in the leaves. Like Swiss cheese. Like Swiss cheese, Sam. God. I got it. Okay. It's not everyone. because there's cheese on the vine and it no. tastes like Swiss cheese. I See, am... that's what I thought when they named it that, that that's why it was called that. Oh, this is why you are part of plant school to keep me in check. Yeah. Not just go straight ahead. Okay, everyone, I pulled up a picture of a Swiss cheese plant for Sam. Can you all see it? No. (laughs) I'm doing this so that you know because this is such like a... Yes, there are holes in it. It doesn't look like Swiss cheese, but I get that there's holes in it. Yeah, yeah. So anyways... If anything, they could call it a donut plant because there's holes in it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Anyways... Anyways, back to what are some examples of vines. Um, the Swiss cheese plant is also called Monstera deliciosa. Oh, because it tastes like Swiss cheese. It's deliciosa. <laughs> I've never eaten <laughs> one, so I can't confirm well, or deny that. You should have done some research before the show. So. should have eaten one. Yeah, yep. I probably would have gotten sick. Yep. Anyways, that that plant, though, I... It, it didn't like register in my mind that it was actually a vine because they're so big. Yeah, so in my the, mind, those leaves were pretty big. Yeah, I was just like, oh, it just is a standalone little guy, but it is a vine. Um, and other monsteras are also vines. Um, your pothos, that's a very common one. That's a vine. And then you have some philodendrons that are vines, like the heartleaf philodendron one of my personal favorites. And also at the end of the podcast, I will be giving my top five like vining plants that I love, or I think they're just really pretty. You're giving them away? I'm not giving them away. I'm just telling you. Oh, well now they're not going to listen because they thought they were going to get your five favorite vining plants. Oh, that is a bummer. You know what? Yeah. We we are wanting to do giveaways at one point, but that might be a couple of months away. So just give us some time. You all need to get your friends to listen. Yeah, we we kind of need to grow to be just a little bit bigger before we feel comfortable doing that sort of thing. Anyways. 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 That was a little teaser <laughs> just thrown in there. Yeah. Why are vines the way they are? <laughs> Why... What made them that way? Great question. So the vines that climb, it allows them to reach the sun no matter where they've sprouted. You know, they don't have those really strong woody stems like maybe a A tree. Like a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness you're here. (laughs) I can't even think of. A good example, which was a tree. Um, <laughs> I was joking. I didn't know. No, no, it was I a tree. Thought, no, no. I was trying wood. to think of a specific tree, but where wood comes from, trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So, anyways, vines have adapted to be able to climb so that they can get to the sun because they don't have those woody stems, um, and also. A vine, like, because why are you laughing? Do they have buzz stems along with their woody stems? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank okay. you. I'll say that was dumb. 
No, it wasn't. I still love you. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So another reason why vines are the way that they are, they can take advantage of a lot of areas where there may be like little fertile soil. So for example, a vine, if it is growing, I don't know how often this would happen, but let's just say there's a patch of soil and it grows there and the rest of the area around it is just concrete. It's in the middle of a parking lot. It can take advantage of all that space because it can, you know, it can root in the fertile soil and just go over all those areas where nothing else can grow. Unlike a tree, which is just, you know, it can grow straight up and that's about it, whereas vines can spread. So they have advantages and that's why they've stuck around and stayed the way that they are because they fit really well in those places that um, can't be reached or they can get to where they need to be. Is that why some vines like grow up people's homes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like there's some people's homes that I've seen where it's like, it's more vine than home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of them, they will just start climbing whatever they can get a hold of. Or some people will train them to be that way because it can be really pretty. <laughs> train them like, there's a good boy. There's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Come get the treats. <laughs> no, no. We'll actually talk about that in just a little bit. About vine training? Mm-hmm. Oh. Go to vine training school. I don't get it. No, that's not a joke. Just like, oh. like dog training. <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh, that went over my head. How do you tell if your plant is climbing? Does it have to be supported? Yeah. Um, never mind. I, <laughs> I was trying to think of another. Another corny joke. Yeah. How to tell if your it. plant is climbing. Well, you look at it. If you look at it no. and it's going up. And, no, no. Yeah, I, I think. I not anything good. So my mom actually asked this question. I think she was wondering if her plant that she got needed to climb. So you may have the same question. You may have a plant. You're like, I'm not really sure if this guy needs to climb or wants to climb. Um, it, like, does it have to be supported? Is it going to kill it if it's not? The answer is. Whether your vine is a hanging vine or climbing primarily depends on you for most cases. So vines have little aerial roots that can attach themselves to any available support. So if you provide support and coerce it a little bit, it will climb instead of drape. Um, They have like little nodes on them. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But um. So yeah, they have these aerial roots and they just start attaching themselves. They're roots that are above ground and they can either anchor the plant or they can start to uptake nutrients and actually help the plant survive. So when they are active, like I said, they they are little stubby little nodes. They look like brown little bumps along the stem of your vine. You'll see this on your pothos, on your Hartley philodendron. They're pretty easy to see. And there are things that allow you, the nodes are the things that allow you to, when you take a cutting of it to propagate it, that's where the roots come out, out of those little nodes. They're 
They're adventitious roots, so when conditions are right, it means that they will take advantage of the situation and start growing either to anchor the plant or to get nutrients. So there are some vines like chain of hearts or string of pearls that just prefer to hang rather than to go against gravity. So it might not be worth it to try and coerce it to like go up your wall or something like that. But then there are other plants that will climb much easier, such as a pothos, your hoyas slash wax plant, um, or your hartley philodendrons. Gotcha. All right. So how do you support a trailing or a climbing plant? So there's actually lots of ways. Um, and all the things I'm going to talk about, I included links in the show notes just so that you can see what they are if you aren't quite sure what I'm talking about or if you need one. You can look it up and um, get your own if you are wanting to support a climbing plan to kind of try it out. So first option is a moss or core pole. Um, Core usually refers to like coconut core where they've taken a coconut and kind of shredded that outer bark to be this, I don't know, this medium that can hold a lot of moisture. So these are super common for monsteras. For your Swiss cheese plants, <laughs> a lot of people will put a moss pole in the middle and kind of pin it up the moss pole for it to climb up. Um, you can do this with other plants. So you can do it with philodendrons, with um, syngoniums, anything like that. And next, there are trellises, kind of like a trellis that you would see, you know, outside in someone's yard. They actually have mini versions that you can place in your pot and it can climb up that. You do have to train it, which we'll talk about how to do that. But you can do that for plants like English ivy, chestnut vine, grape ivy, um, any of those. What's a trellis again? A trellis is like like a lattice work of wood. Does that make sense? No. Do you know what lattices? Like um like stairs. It's like a piece of wood that has oh, crisscrossing okay. sections of wood and it can oh, climb up. Oh, them. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. And then there's always an option to make your own support with wood, wire, bamboo, any of those would work. And um, they also I've seen this quite a bit uh, probably a lot of more so like on TikTok sort of Instagram reels where people will get wall fixtures and they actually have some that are specialized to plants and you stick them on your wall and you you can like make the plant go up your wall wherever you want it to go depending on how long its vines are. So that's another option. You could have it go up your wall if you wanted. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you're listing off those things like wood, bamboo, wire, gold, <laughs> silver, piping. I don't <laughs> Basically De- anything. Depends on your budget, I guess. <laughs> um, how do you go about training morning glory? First off, what's a morning glory? <laughs> to me, that's my my time to go to the bathroom SJ, in the morning. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to make a poo joke. Oh my gosh. Well, it's. You don't want to train that morning glory to go. I've got my morning glory trained. 
to go up a fence no not to go up a fence to come down the down the pipes oh my gosh anyway sorry everyone, everyone. yeah we're sorry so sorry no you're not <laughs> i don't know what came over me just barely oh that is that is just you um, anyways how what's a morning glory so in the vine sense yeah and how do you train it to go up fence? <clears throat> thank you for that um so this was actually a question from your mom our moms are just really contributing to this podcast here i think they're the two that get reported on our audience the only two <laughs> we have more than two i hope um so morning glories they are a common landscape vine they can you know be really beautiful additions to your fence if you train them to climb so it's just simply a flowering vine they look similar to I don't know, um, like petunias, if I'm thinking of uh, the right petunia. Anyways, you can look up morning glories. Just know that they're a common landscape plant. So this is more of a landscaping question, but you can kind of use this in terms of what you would need to do for your house plant, or if you have a vine in your yard, you can do this as well. So the way to like train these plants to go up onto your fence you there are multiple ways you can attach a horizontal string every few feet up your fence and kind of weave them through if you already have a fence like a um what are those fences called that are metal sj uh, metal fence if you didn't ask me i could have told you darn it it's a chain link chain link fence. thank you okay you're welcome I answered so I don't know why I said thank you. <laughs> um, so if you have like a chain link fence, you can just weave that through on its own. You don't need to attach string. I've also heard that you can like attach string right at the plant's base and um, take the string, put it up to the top of your fence and connect it there and it will climb the string up to the top of your fence where you can start working with it. And it's basically like, every few every like week or so you'd go in and kind of help them climb up that fence and you can do this with other plants too not just morning glories you could even do it with english ivy um your house plant english ivy and though english ivy does not have really showy flowers like morning glories do but yeah so that's kind of how you go about training them you just you spend time helping them wrap around string or a chain link fence, and eventually it will overtake the fence and can be really pretty. What is that outside in our back? On our back fence? That like that, takes over the, everything? The yeah. Oh, gosh. Is it a vine? I'm guessing it's a vine. It... I can think of its, um, its scientific name because of a class I took, but that's not helpful. It's like quinquifolia. That's not helpful at all. Mm -mm. One second. We're going to look it up. But it's a vine that kind of like takes over. <laughs> You're typing that in. I thought you like oh, just mashed your keyboard. and <laughs> I was typing typo. a word. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what I would type in when I'm like, don't know what to type. So I just hit the keyboard. I definitely spelled it wrong. But Virginia <laughs> Creeper. I don't know why uh, I couldn't think of that. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. I was testing yeah. it in yeah that one's kind of a vine that most people do not want in their yard because it takes over so quickly but why do we have it because we're renting 
Yeah, because we're renting and it was just there. <laughs> and you like demolished most of it last summer. I had a pruning party. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I couldn't, I, I, couldn't I just it. wanted to make room for the grapevines. Speaking of vines, I just wanted the grapes to have more room. So I got rid of the It was Virginia for the grapes. Gra- for the grapes. For the better good. The greater good. All right. We've made it to the end. What's your top five vining plants, Rachel? Don't keep it a secret anymore. All right. Here we go. I, I'll i be honest. I don't own all of these plants. Are these Some of order? them I do. From favorite to least favorite or favorite to fifth favorite. No, I don't think so. But I don't know. I just have, speaking of hearts, I have a special place in my heart for the heart leaf philodendron. So it's your favorite. Yeah, that one definitely is my favorite. I don't know why. I just, I think it's pretty. If you get the Brazil heart leaf philodendron, that one has some really fun variation in it. And they're just extremely easy to take care of. Remind the people what variegation is. We had an episode on it. We did. So variegation, in this case for the Brazil Hartley philodendron, is just the difference of colors of like green and a light green, almost yellow color. So yeah, just different coloring in the leaves. But yeah, they're just really easy to take care of, really easy to propagate, which I love because that means I can make more of them. And... I love the way they hang. They're not too stiff like a pothos is. They kind of just hang and they're flowy. Gotcha. Yeah. Is that is that what's in our kitchen on the shelves? No, that's a pothos. I knew that. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> the Hartley philodendron is in our son's room. Which son? The oldest. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. yeah. All so right. what's next? Next, um, I love the creeping fig. So that's another one that the can... The creeping ha- fig loves you. <laughs> that's what... <laughs> um, it's another one that can have some fun variegation. They can have like white around the edges of its leaves. And I think it it just looks really cool. Although it is a fig. It's a, a ficus species, I guess you could say. And, or ficus genus, Anyways, it can be finicky. Ficus melanoma. That's what it is. That the science name, or is ficus the? <laughs> I was just trying to make. A... Oh, I, I don't know. I thought you were trying you, to come up with the. You science were name, right. So. Ficus would be its genus. I just don't know oh. its species. Oh. Maybe it is the word you uttered, melanoma. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, ficuses, they're just in general kind of finicky when they're moved or conditions change. So that's one thing to keep in mind um, about the creeping fig. Next, I love Hoyas. We did a whole podcast on them. They're, they're just a really large variety and they have a lot of really fun textures. Just like you don't, they're just one of a kind. Some of them I don't know how to describe it, but they can be really compact and wavy looking. And so they're also a really forgiving plant because those leaves are often um, more succulenty. They're kind of thick and they hold water well. So that means it is forgiving if you forget to water it because a lot of water is stored in those leaves. All right. And next... Um, this is one I don't own, the Rex begonia vine, but I saw it and it's just so pretty. It has purpley white and green leaves. That's literally why I chose it. 
it, mm-hmm. it's just a pretty vine for for your home. And then lastly is the wandering dude, which we've done a whole podcast about how to care for these guys. But just the deep purples and dark greens that this plant can have is just really striking to have in your home if you have a lot of just um, solid green plants. And they're very easy to care for. Very forgiving also, kind of like the um, the Hoyas are. And then this is just for fun. I want to throw in my favorite outdoor vine, which is wisteria. It's just so pretty um, and smells so good. It's, oh, I don't know if it smells better than a lilac bush, but it's it's up there. And one day, Sam, I want to put it on our house when we have one because it just... <laughs> If it smells good, then sure. oh yeah. If it smelled like dump, then I would. <laughs> I would uh... Well, why would I want to put a plant that smelled that way? Anyway, well, you married me, so I just thought. Just want to add to the smelliness of yeah. this household of boys. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed that episode on vines. Go get yourself a vine and learn how to support it. Hopefully this <laughs> podcast helped you out. <laughs> All right. See ya. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tinny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcasts, episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.